Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss identity. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hola. <laughs> I was going to say, buongiorno, um, but my brain was like, we forgot. Where are we? It's very, very rainy here, and it's funny. My computer has uh, American time on it because that helps me because that's generally who I'm communicating with, you know, when I'm on my laptop. But I'm like, it's afternoon here, but it is bright and early where you are. Yeah, it's beautiful. Is it? And sunny. Oh, my God, yeah. And fall. I love it. It's the best time of year, except for Christmas, of course. <laughs> I love fall. It's, uh, it's been... Milo keeps asking if we could watch the Gilmore Girls. Cute. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> Gilmore Girls. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because when I got to Italy, uh, it, it was the very beginning of September, and it was hot. You know, it was like 90s, and... It was like, I guess right around the equinox that it was like the the timer went off. And it's like, all right, that's a wrap on summer. We're going to need to change these leaves. Like, I I feel like we see it more gradually in New York. Whereas it's like, like this one tree has like no leaves on it. It was like overnight. It was like very funny. And like the fig tree, I've told you, I've collected many a fig from now. It's like most of its leaves have, have dropped. Like, it's just been wild to see how quickly yeah. the season changes in a different place, you know, has been kind of, kind of cool, but well, you're blocked out from everything in the city, like upstate. That's just, it's the same. Mm. It just, it was freezing overnight. The leaves have changed a lot of them and it was summer, but I feel like in the city you're just, you see like a tree. It's that's true. So, I usually do notice it. <laughs> just don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Like whether I'm like going to see you or if I'm like going to my mom's, like then I'm like, Oh wow. The trees are changing color. <laughs> but I, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, like I haven't from all <laughs> until it's like unequivocally here, you know, I feel like in the city it is easy. You're like, is it happening? Is it not? So I'm excited to talk about this today. I feel like, these things are so, so these topics just keep, I just keep laughing every time I pick up my phone to prep or think about it. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would love to get into it. Let's do it. We are talking about identity today, which I don't know about you. I can never spell correctly on the first try. I for always I feel like that about so many words, but this one I this one I think I got. I always want to make it um, indentity. I think, mm, mm. but according to our friend Miriam <clears throat> Webster, definition of identity: the distinguishing character or personality of an individual, the relation established by psychological identification, the condition of being the same with something described or asserted. Establish the identity of stolen goods was the example. Sameness of essential or generic character in different instances. Sameness in all that constitutes the objective reality of a thing, oneness. An equation that is satisfied for all the values of the symbols. And then they have in all caps, identity element. I'm, we're not gonna, I'm not clicking on it. It feels like a trap. But... Something that I thought was interesting, though, when I was um, finding a definition that didn't feel weird, 
was that the big thing as it relates to us, like as people and psychologically is personal identity versus social identity. And I found this really kind of interesting article on whystudios.com, which is a design studio that is like really driven by like people and user service, um, uh, user experience and interfaces and all this stuff. So they did all this research and have um, this really great, uh, helpful uh, infographic, but like, um, and breakdown of as so as we discuss identity, we must consider two types of identity psychology, personal identity and social identity. Our personal identity or self identity is the answer to one of the most important questions all humans ask about life. Who am I? Personal identity is our concept of how we think of ourselves. This involves factors that we can control, like our decisions or interests, and those we can't, such as our families and race. Our personal identity is how we perceive ourselves, but our social identity is how others perceive us. People recognize us by our characteristics within our town, school, career, or another community context. Society will identify each person from these characteristics, then place the individual in a collective group with others that share those characteristics. Some social identities might be defined by our marital, financial, occupational, religious, or behavioral status social identity map and I, an individual's identity and personality is made up of a social identity. It, it, it is a sum of parts that define who we are based on our affiliation with social groups that define our identity. A basic social identity map is constructed using a combination of three different levels. Core, elemental traits, behaviors, and attitudes that make us unique as an individual behaviors, values, beliefs, chosen characteristics that we can choose to describe our status, traits, and skills, given attributes or conditions that we have no control over. I thought that was really interesting because obviously when I was thinking about this and thinking about like my own thoughts on identity and then how I think about the identities of others, I was grateful for the work that Y Studios did to lay that out in terms of personal and social identity, which makes a lot of sense. And you and I both like, you know, have, um, I think a pretty chill social identity and that we get to be like, you know, white women in a world world that favors that, you know? So I don't think a ton about my social identity except for trying to like not be terrible. I definitely think a lot more about my personal identity and think more of the social identity of others, I feel like. Yeah, same. And yeah, that's, I mean, I'm not naming it social identity, but in my mind, just prepping for this, I was thinking about, you know, obviously sexual orientation Mm -hmm. and trans people and people of color and and just, there's just such a, like you say, I think we fly under the radar in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously as women, there's, you know, a whole bag of shit that we're dealt, but for the most part, I think you can, it's, it's so interesting though. I feel like a lot of the people that I work with are women and are white women and are pretty privileged white women. And for a long time that drove me a little bit crazy because I wanted to work with different populations and, but I just kind of accepted, you know, that, the people that are coming to me I'm meant to work with in some way, but besides the point, it's still not easy. You know, it's, I I struggle with this in all sorts of subjects and areas, but just because our, you know, the problems that 
exist outside of us are maybe much bigger and much uh, more, you know, life threatening in some ways, right? Someone's my identity for the most part is not my social identity is not going to put me in extreme danger, although it could as a woman, but somebody who is trans obviously has a whole different set of issues that they have to think about and work through. But that being said, what I, my point was with the, a lot of the women that I work with, there's still like so many identity issues, so many struggles in the, in like how they identify, who am I? What am I? What is my purpose? Why am I here? Like, all of this. So we all, we all have a complicated relationship with it. Right. Yeah. I, I think we do, but I think that I felt similarly, you know, and for a while too, professionally, I was like a little bit of, um, like kind of like the fashion world a bit, like their like go-to tarot person and I was like, oh, I feel kind of weird about this, you know, like, and it was tricky because obviously I needed money and I was building a career, but like, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know how much I want to lean into this. Like, just cause I could do this and I understand this kind of world in some ways, like I'm not in this to just tell privileged people how to make more privileged decisions, you know, or I don't know. It didn't feel like helping people in some ways, but then I was like, well, I guess we all seek healing from people that are also familiar to us, you know, that in a lot of ways too, with people with really different identities in my own, like, I mean, even me doing my own due diligence to really try to see them and show up for them. I mean, I still, there's a lot I don't get, you know, and I'm like, I, if I were trans, I would probably go to a trans reader, you know, like, why not? I would, you know, like, I think we do, we, we do that, you know, but I felt similarly to you as, and I was like, well, we, the, the people come to us for the right reasons, but I think that what I wish a lot of people in positions, I guess, of privilege would understand is like, like, yeah, there, there's issues of identity that come up, but I wish also to sort of like a lot of other things, topics we've talked about, like, I really think how much you choose to, to buy into it, especially when you don't have things that are like charged in our society. Like, I think you have to be real with yourself of what is it you need to go in you know, go in deeper and figure out about yourself. And what is it is like a real fucking luxury to be debating. It's so funny. I literally looked at myself in the mirror yesterday and said, you don't have any real problems. Yeah. Like, I think it's and, good to remember and, that for real. Yeah, I do too. Because I was, this is, this is the absurd, you know, and again, it's like in the moment it feels very stressful, right? Yeah. But I, I signed up for, I was doing a couple trainings and one of, I was like, I really want to do a personal training training. So I signed up for it. It is, you know, the most respected in the industry. I start taking it and I immediately brought back to high school where I feel like the dumbest person ever. I cannot understand why. I mean, of course, there there is an anatomy in any body, yeah. you know, any movement class as there should be. This when I tell you that there's 900 pages of information and a lot of it is this intense science 
that I, my brain just will not accept. It just keeps rejecting, keeps rejecting. And I'm like, Nina, being a quitter is different than looking at something and asking yourself, why are you even here? What do you even want? Do you want to be a personal trainer? Right. No, I don't. So why are you banging your head against the wall, feeling really horrible about something, trying to build something up or add another certification or learn something, but also it just, it, I was lost in the shit and I was feeling so bad about myself because of it. And then I had to sit down and be like, okay, what do you actually want to focus on? What is actually important to you? And, and remind myself like, this is not a real problem. You don't have to do this. Right. Just don't do it. Yeah. If it's making you feel bad and you don't actually want to be that, what, why are you creating a problem where there is no problem? But one of the things, there's an article that I have pulled up from the New Yorker, how social media shapes our identity. <laughs> I know that. I know that article. It's a good, uh-huh. I'm glad you're referencing that. Cause I read that and I, I don't, when did that come out? Like a couple months ago and was like, Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> like no, this one's from 2019 actually. Uh, I'm sure there's been another one. So, you know, it's just like, we get so caught up, right? In and I'll read some some excerpts here, but we get so caught up in other people's identity or what we think we should be or what we think we're not, or and I think then it's this juxtaposition of me thinking about this stuff and then looking at this woman that I I know from you know working with her one time anyway. Her her mother's Iranian and like post them posting at at these rallies and I'm like at these protests and I'm like, well, this is a real problem. Yeah. This is, this is somebody fighting to actually exist. Well, that's a real issue of identity, you know, like exactly. That is, exactly. I think like what you're, um, the example you're, you're giving is like exactly what frustrates me all the time about myself and others of it's like, what are you getting? So often I think we confuse, I think, identity with ego and just ideas of like, I'm going to bang my head against the wall, like trying to do this, you know, training or whatever, because I've decided I want to be this thing or I've gotten really invested with this idea and I've like, you know, it's kind of like when you fantasize about someone you go on like one date with and you're like, well, I could really see myself with like the art director boyfriend and da da da. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but like you put all this attachment on like you're the one who gave your identity over to that. You know, like that's not actually what was happening. You know what I mean? And I think people want identity often to be really quick and just based on like a decision you know, versus like, I think for something to really be your identity, like it takes a little while and you've got to settle into, you know, settle into it. And social media has completely like fried our brains with like these people we watch who are like, I'm a cloud. I'm a clown now. Nope. Now I'm an author. Nope. Now I'm the, and you're like, are you any of it? I mean, that's my attitude with that. You know, like I'm all for evo like evolution and being a million things, but I also the the rapidness that people are trying to evolve makes me think they didn't really spend any time with anything, you know? So I I don't know what their oh. identity is. It makes me more confused. Um, <laughs> 
I'm working really hard on not projecting shit onto other people because it's not oh, fair. Oh, oh you are? And, what a, what a <laughs> chill task to give yourself. Yeah. All right. I am, Anna, because that's my new identity. Okay. <laughs> I just, I don't feel good and it's a waste of fucking time, but I find myself being like, exactly. Like, listen, I'm frustrated with a lot of things about the youth. <laughs> yeah. But th- this whole use, you hit the nail on the head, which is the ego that we can all get caught up in. Yeah, exactly. What, what am I doing here? And what was so funny is I sat down and wrote some things down and I'm like, what I actually really want to focus on is this, this, this. And as soon as I called the, the institution canceled the program, blah, blah, took it off my plate. Not only did I feel a weight off, but I literally, and this is going to sound really like magical thinking. I don't know if, what's going to come of it or whatever, but it was just a nice little nudge from the universe. In my opinion, I get an email that's some from someone who, you know, wants to work together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, exactly. Just focus. Why are you trying to force yourself into some, so you identity or some ego driven thing so that you can what prove to yourself that you're good at science now, like that you, you can have all the certifications you, you, you can't, I, in my opinion, also, I can't be good at everything and I don't need to be right. So I have to choose what feels good and what I want to grow. And this is something that I think of, I think about you a lot. I mean, I think you're all over the place, like in a good way where you have your hand in everything. And I, it makes my brain hurt a little bit because I'm like, how could you be over here? But you're over there, but you're over here, but it's, they're all, they're all related and you don't, you see things through in a very thorough way. And I, and you're, I think you're slow to do that as much as you're fast to kind of like find things and be in the project. I think you're slow in, in the best way of like, here's where I am. Here's where I want to go. What are all the steps in between? And, and do I really want to do those steps? I think cause I take identity really seriously. You know, like I grew up in a household like where it was important. And my mom really was like, what are your identities? Like, this is what happens when your mom is a a Jungian, you know, that she would be like, Anna, your shadow's showing, you know, and stuff like that. And yeah. And so my mom also, too, was like very big on like. She was very like anti-posers. And I'm not saying that people, you know, I'm not saying if you quit stuff or you don't see things, that's not what I'm saying. But I think for me, if I'm in, I'm in. And generally, I know it'll be hard for me to do something else if I don't explore something. So that's why it's like, I think it's good to just do stuff and give yourself permission. Like, you know, something I say to you all the time is like, it's an experiment. Like, let's see, like, who knows, you know, because like, we all think about this stuff in our head. But until you sign up, like until you do it, you don't know, you know, and like that to me is the real thing. That's the time to like explore it with your identity and go, do I really give a shit about being a personal trainer? You know, like, does this really Literally. matter in any way to what I care about? And you go, no, then like, why am I terrorizing myself? You know, like, and I think because like the way I was brought up of like that 
like drawing things back to, and there was blessings and curses with that. Cause I'd also be like, I want to be, you know, like an archeologist. My mom's like, but you're not good at science. You know, like it also was a dream killer <laughs> as well, but it was like, you know, but my mom would always be like, you can't really claim something unless you really know about it and you've really spent time with it and you know the world of it. And I think I can drive myself crazy with that and not give myself credit where it's due and be like, oh, I don't know or whatever. And it's like, you do know you're highly trained in that. Like, why are you pretending like you're not, you know? But, um, I just think it's, yeah, I think you have the opposite problem. Yeah. Like, I just think it's like a different way of being, but I think it's also why I feel very secure in my identity. And I think it's also why it's something that in a lot of my friendships, I think people come to me with a lot of things around identity and clients really. Cause I'm like, you know what, as it comes to personal identity, I'm like, it's on us. We, we get to, we get to decide it. But I think where a lot of like discomfort comes for us, that isn't, you know, isn't trauma rama, but like does make us uneasy is we're trying on identities. We know deep down don't belong to us. And it's like, well, you got to try it on to know, you know, like you got to try something, but then I think some people get really stuck in stuff, you know, and that, yeah, that I think I know how uncomfortable that is. So I think I've been vigilant about it in my life in a different way, you know? I also think that there's a business of selling identity. Absolutely. And yep. that has confused people and manipulated people to no end. So, you know, obviously that's not a new thing. Marketing is about that, right? Yeah. But if you think about really Kate, who I literally talk about on this podcast all the time, and she's an Aries and is like, love to hear it. <laughs> love to hear a shout out. She mentioned this podcast. Is it a cult? Is it a cult? Yeah. Have you ever listened to it? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, so there's one about this like really popular exercise class or no, there's not one about this one, but we want them to do one. <laughs> it's about this one because it sells. I mean, many of them do, right? Which I'm not going to call out because I'm not an asshole, but a lot of them do. And it's not always bad, right? But if, I think that's been part of my issue with the whole movement culture in general is I have no interest in being... An, an influencer, right? Yeah. I don't have no interest in selling people my body or selling people my style as a way to get my body. That's not, that's not why I teach movement. So, but it's very fascinating to see and terrifying to see all of these classes being like, have this booty, have this, or even now selling the spirituality, right? Selling the experience, trying to make people cry in class, which by the way is pretty irresponsible. Yep. I mean, it's on in a big way. It's listen, as somebody who's taught for a long time, it is beautiful to see someone moved in a class. I, yeah. I will say that when things click into into place and they're like it's the music, it's the movement, it's the breath and I see them having an experience, I'm very moved by it. But to try to elicit that response is really irresponsible because what you're doing in my opinion is call I feel like that is it SNL? No, no. It's the, from The Good Wife. And there's a judge. Did you ever watch The Good mm-hmm. Wife? Okay. So there's a, there's this side note. This judge who's always like, 
they'll they'll say their arguments and she's she's like in your opinion and they're like in my opinion your honor they have to say it like over and over and over again but it's you're trying to call up trauma for people so that you can feed your ego and your identity can be tied to healing them or them needing you and that's sick and twisted right in my mind insecurity or i mean i think it's out of high ego low self-esteem that you're like rather than trusting what you're offering you've got to like do some wild shit to get people triggered in your class to be like i did that look how powerful i am or something and it's wildly irresponsible yeah i it it feels i've been really kind of thinking a lot about facade marketing and how a lot of people put out these images and are selling these things to be to us that maybe I don't know if they believe it. Maybe they do. Like you said, high ego, but when you meet that person, right, there's such a disconnect or you hear about them being, you know, behind closed doors, an absolute nightmare because they're, they're selling an image and that's not who they actually are. But we have become so, conditioned to note to look at I was looking at these two fitness influencers right neither one of them seven million and some odd million subscribers they make millions neither one of them are uh certified to teach movement I mean that's the stuff you know my attitude with that like I have no fucking patience for it that I neither don't, one of them are certified to teach movement. I don't and and they are uh, that that's and, and it's so wrong on multiple levels and is something I don't understand about our culture. I don't understand. And it's, it's baffling. It's baffling. I'm not saying that everybody has to, you know, you don't need a PhD. Tarot's obviously unregulated. Like, like yeah, all this, like, of course, but if you're an ethical person, the reason I wanted to do the training was because I literally use weights in my classes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I should know very, and that was my thinking to yeah. the, the fact that people are like teaching whole exercise programs to millions of people and don't have proper certification in any movement, but it's a, the obsession with just being the star and we've sold. Yeah. uh, What is that? Yeah. Well there, I mean, there's, there's someone who has built an empire um, out of New York and one part, a big part of her origin story is that she just started doing these classes in the basement of her building and people just loved it. In Tribeca though, right? I don't know. I don't remember if that's part of her origin story. And, you know, people just started coming and it was just like a miracle and all this stuff. And then like (laughs) leaves out her fucking hedge fund husband and like, oh, we're getting so we're getting to dangerous territory. But how's that not part of your identity? I mean, like I I come from wealth in I openly admit that shit because you know what? I don't want you to get to know me better and know my work or whatever. And then go, wait, this bitch, you know, like has a trust fund. Yeah, I do. You know, and like if you want to talk about it. I told someone you were rich the other day. I hope you don't mind. I mean, they were asking about you and Italy. And I was like, yeah, I mean. And what you do, and then something about money. I was like, Anna comes from money. Like, 
don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, like oh. if, and I think, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I'm also not going to like, I, I'm not really open to people being like, eat the rich, like your human garbage in regards to it. I'm like, give me a break. Anyone in my position would do the same shit. No, but I am going to be aware of it. You know, like I am going to move with awareness of that. I'm not going to edit it out of my origin story, you know? And that's why, like, I'm, you know, I've um, owned my apartment since I was, like, 22 years old. Guess what? That's pretty unusual in New York, you know? I've always been very open. Like, yeah, it's because my mom carved out money for my dad's death. You know, like, she gave me an inheritance. My dad didn't even think to do that, you know? Like, my mom did it, you know? Like, I'm upfront about that stuff because it's also, like, it... I think that's why, like, you know, I do have that strong sense of self-identity because it's like I keep myself honest in that respect. And I'm not saying I'm perfect or I I handle it, you know, great all the time or whatever. But so many of these people that we that, that we see, I think, with these really strong digital identities, like in real life, I don't think that their sense of self is actually as strong as their you know, representing, it's easy to put up a bunch of images and be like, that is me. You know, it's much harder to like live it in and really like be about it. That is, that's harder. Yeah. Well, you don't, you can hide in a lot of ways, you know? And so there are apparently five important parts of your identity, which you went over a little bit, but I want to go into a little bit more in depth. Race, ethnicity, gender, age, sexual orientation, physical attributes, personality, this is more than five, political uh, affiliations, religious beliefs, professional identities, and so on. Which is the one that you personally attach to the most? It's funny you're saying this because when, back when Maha Rose RIP existed, they brought in uh, Erica Hart to come mm-hmm. and... Oh, yeah. and Love her. Yeah, and it was... Them. Amazing because they put up these post-its with with that, like gender, sexual orientation, um, you know, I think gender presentation, like similar to that. And um, Erica was like, go stand by the one, you know, you think like uh, what like what do you think people notice about you first? And then like, what do you align with first? And it was like. It was really fascinating. I think for me, mine is gender. I think I think about being a woman first and foremost mm. a lot. And then probably physical, being in a larger body. I think that would probably be my second. And then race in terms of like trying not to be bad. You know, I would hmm. say <laughs> of being aware of that. <laughs> Which is a full, full-time job. Yeah, being aware of whiteness and trying, you know, like... I really do. I know it sounds like, cause I can come on here and be a real bitch, but like more of my time than you would think y'all is about trying to be a good person. You know, it occupies a lot of my time and that tells you maybe like how big of a cunt I'd be if I didn't do all that work because I'm still pretty bitchy to be trying to be a good person all the time. But like, I think that's why we're, I think that's why we work. Yeah. It's like, I'm just trying, it's like, I'm just trying to be honest, but, um, I, cause I think we're both just trying to be I'm trying. Yeah, like, you know, 
I don't have answers. Just, just I'm willing to keep showing up and trying to be better. Like that's, that's it, you know? But, um, what was interesting is this person who actually now is a very famous meditation person who I cannot stand. And I will tell you off my who it is. I bet you can guess did this whole performance. It was like, I don't under, I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I see the oneness of people. I see the oneness. This is also someone who is a gay man. So I would think they would understand what the point that Erica was trying to make, you know, of this exercise. And what I loved that Erica said was like, well, y'all are all healers, right? You know, like you're healers, you're educators, even if you don't understand it. And she's like, and I understand a lot of like your work and spirituality is seeing the oneness and, and, and the divinity in all people. But she's like, anyone who's coming to you in a brown or black body this is what they're dealing with. This is what they're coming to you with. And she made this really good point of like, it's not just about like us or like, I see the oneness, you know, like it is about like this, this awareness. And I think something that I've had to work on is like, I don't think a ton about my own social identity, but I think a lot about other people's and maybe have too much vigilance of like trust people to like navigate themselves or so I'm always trying to like um a big thing for me is you know normalization not stigma you know stigmatization so like I don't want to be like if someone um is in the room you know and I happen to notice like it was really interesting for me in this workshop because one of the educators was also trans that um, Erica was teaching with and was like, don't say, um, because you notice I'm in your workshop and I'm trans, don't then ask everyone for their pronouns. Like, I will know. I'll know that you're doing that because I'm trans. Like, you should be asking pronouns because, you know, that's a way for everyone to be safe and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's a good way to think about it that sometimes when we're trying to be I think normalizing or accepting or you know say like I see you and accept people's identity we're also making it really clear that it's like not a normal part of that it's our first time (laughs) and it's like also too just because someone's like trans like you don't know who's non-binary in the room you know like so you can't be like hyper focused sometimes on this stuff it's like it's good I think you know, like I understand why people can get bogged down sometimes with identity politics, but it's like if we could all just like get through some of this, like, you know, growing pains together, it's like we could make this such a inclusive and safer society for like so many people. You know, it's like I, I hate when like boomers get all upset about pronouns because I'm like, it's not about the fucking pronoun. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's about the fact that like trans people are subjected to violence. Like that's the larger issue. It's like, we're starting on this small thing to get to the larger things, you know? Agreed. And I think why, one of the reasons why people on the, you know, the side, the, this, not the side, but are of the coin that are not asking or afraid to ask is because they want to appear as if, they have it together and they know, you know, everything, even if that's not what they're consciously thinking about, it's uncomfortable to learn something new and to possibly fuck up in that way, you know, yeah. but there's no other way to learn than to 
try to just get out of your comfort zone, you know, yeah. and, and, and if, and what a small thing that we can do, right. As people who have that power or privilege or whatever in the room to, to just get over ourselves a little bit and not, and put ourselves out there and say, try something that might not come naturally, but will make other people feel hopefully seen or understood a little bit or safe, yeah. like you said. So, I mean, that's, that's a really, I think, small ask. I agree. It's such a basic kindness you could give to another person and have no idea also like the effect it can have. Like just saying to someone, I, I, I see you and can freely give this to you, you know, is powerful. And when I, uh, I got to see Rachel Cargill at the wing and she said something, she said two things that really, really stuck with me where she said there are worse things being called racist, you know, that she was like, so often people don't say anything or like, you know, don't call people out or whatever. Cause they're like afraid or whatever. Like there are worse things being called racist, like being racist. And I was like, great point, you know, of how often, we're all being like self-protective. I don't think you're that way. I think you, you, you know, like there could be like a room full of like, I don't know, like, uh, like mafiosos. And if they were being shitty, you would like storm and be like, you're I'm being shitty afraid. where I'm not afraid. Yeah. Like, I think you're different, but I would say most people, I think, you know, like, uh, well, I mean, I come from the South where there is a lot of like, don't make people uncomfortable, you know, uh -huh. and it's like, no, we <laughs> should make racists uncomfortable. We should make people, you know, so that was one of her things. And then she also uh, really illustrated the point of like, you know, like it, your discomfort comes like at the expense of like my safety, like what is ultimately more important, like your discomfort or my safety, like Black people are dying. And it's like, that's true, too. You know, when you hear people, it's like, oh, well, I just feel like everything's so PC or blah, blah, blah. It's like, are, are you from a group that's being murdered? I don't think so. Like, so. But I don't think those people. <sighs> okay. Mm -hmm. It's not hot take. I don't think those people care. Well, enough. I think a lot. Of, like, but think about it. I think it. a lot of them do. But the people who are literally like can sit. I'm sorry, but there, there's, 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 there are people that I see right now who I just am like, you, there's no way you care about human yeah. life if it's not, maybe it's not even just white life, it's just white male life or whatever, because it does, they've seen the death, they've seen the destruction, they've seen everything's being shifted and taken and, mutilated and nobody who's who's saying like mm, you know but I don't want critical race theory taught in school they I don't think they care that people are dying I really don't I just like I don't think the Republicans who are voting against abortion care if that women are dying I, I don't think they care, but I don't think they understand the implication of that lack of care, you know? 
and oh, they haven't no. thought it through. And I also think no. there are a lot of people who, especially, you know, on the coast who pat themselves on the back and because they recycle and, you know, donate to a GoFundMe here and there, they really think they're like living it, you know, and like, well, I have something to say about that. <laughs> the, the, what you, well, I, I wanted to say something before. Go ahead. Finish but your the, thought. the amount of people who were shocked that Trump won in 2016 was like, really eye-opening to me that I was was like oh we're plugged in in different ways and again I'm not saying like I'm like I'm you know this social justice warrior or whatever I'm I'm not I'm really I think much more of a humanitarian and like can we all just be cool like I, I really think I'm more like a hippie to be honest but I I was really shocked and that to me showed me like the problem in my opinion is not the out and out racist like obviously those people aren't good you know lock them up however the problem to me are jail isn't the answer I know you know but the problem to me are the same people who are like you know who are like ducking jury duty for example where I'm like we need to be on those journeys. Like you need people who are, or who are seeking equality or want, you know, like I, it's like some of that stuff, like, like bums me out or like, you know, essentially if they, if they had to like leave their bubble in some way and make themselves uncomfortable in some way, whether that's like really reading a book or like going to a protest or like doing something or going, I don't know, even to like a lecture or whatever. I don't see that happening with a lot of these people, you know, that were like, I, I can't believe he won. I'm like, really? Cause like, I was pretty nervous about it the whole time. Like I was like, of course, America's really filled with people who are going to back this motherfucker. You know, like I felt very sure about that, you know, that that was really, um, it showed me how, uh, how, 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 I guess easy it is if you're not affected to not really care you know like to care socially maybe maybe and care in a in a broad sense of like yeah that's bad and I don't want that to happen but to care enough to do anything you know that seems to be a different line I feel personally attacked by jury duty (laughs) but (laughs) but I mean I listen but I hear you I stand by it but it's like no you're right you're you're absolutely right that's I'm just saying how it is. I, I I agree. I agree. I think that that's something that I need to work on is being better about that. But what I was going to say yeah. is how much of this. There's a quote I wanted to read from Psychology Today. It says, "However, uh, blah, blah 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 blah, few people choose their identities. Instead, they simply internalize the values of their parents or the dominant culture." Uh, example, the pursuit of materialism, power, and appearance. Sadly, these values may not be aligned with one's authentic self and create an unfulfilling life. In contrast, fulfilled people are able to live a true life to their values and pursue meaningful goals. Lack of a coherent sense of identity will lead to uncertainty uncertainty about what one wants to do in life. I think that has so much to do with what we're talking about because there's so many people who have just fallen into the dominant culture. Right. And they're not thinking for themselves. They're not living for themselves. So when you ask them to, to consider someone else, they, you're like a million steps ahead. 
right? Yeah. And that feels like, how do we bridge that gap? Because if some, my neighbor who I constantly honk and flip off because they have like a QAnon fucking flag, (laughs) I'm like, you're making me look bad. You're on my street. And I just hate you. (laughs) But anyway, they, I'm assuming I will say that, that a lot of people around here who are from here, maybe they're not from here, but I'm pretty sure they're from here. A lot of people who, you know, are born and bred upstate New York are, you know, of the same kind of mindset. Like, I'm sure that's how it is a lot in the South, right? There are certain things you just don't do or you do or you don't believe or you believe or are segregated. And so do those people actually know how to think for themselves do you think like what are we asking of them if I'm like who are you are they going to repeat something to me often I feel like when I'm talking to someone like that which is very rare I will admit they're repeating something to me that they've heard they're just they're just regurgitating information that's not from them it's from yeah or personal like the bible or you know their parents and obviously we're all exactly so it just feels so far away sometimes to ask people to get so in tune with themselves because you have to do that in order to be in tune with other people I think oh come I mean a hundred percent and I think that once again money comes into this you know like money and resources you know like my mom um raised us in this like kind of wacky way you know and part of why we were able to sort of like say fuck off to a lot of like the Southern convention is because we came from wealth. So it didn't matter. You know, we weren't dependent on social acceptability for money, you know, or um, work or whatever, you know, like, I mean, my dad a little bit more because he did, he did work for, for people. And so my mom kind of played the role of like executive wife to facilitate him and all of that. But, you know, we were, um, that's a privilege. I think it is a privilege to be yourself, you know, whether that's, um, you know, like literally having access to resources or it not being a threat to your survival to go against whatever the deal is, whether that's, you know, we hear it a lot from people who want to be more spiritual or creative, but like live in small towns, you know, and things like that. And I do feel for, for people, but I think it's always available. I think it's just, obviously it's easier if it's modeled for you, you know, if you, um, are given examples or, you know, like your parents have a strong sense of self. I think that that's really helpful. Um, you know, like one of my friends, um, part of why like she still works a lot and stuff is she's like it's really important to me like for my daughter that she sees her mom out working you know and not just doing household tasks at home and stuff and I was like that's pretty cool that's an interesting you know like take on motherhood and working you know like a different um facet of that identity of motherhood and things like that but um it's also a privilege in the sense that she makes enough that she can fill in the gaps you know like she can make that decision for herself you know that i so i think that i i think kind of no matter what though it's always going to be hard and i think also to intelligence is also a bit of a factor you know, that like 
I don't want to be like, you know, if someone's, if someone's a little bit thick you know, but sometimes ignorance is bliss in this it, for reals that you like, sometimes, you know, you'll be talking to someone and be like, do you ever worry about blah? And they're like, no, never thought about that a day in my life. And you're like, that must be nice. You know, and I think sometimes like if you, um, if you're content and you're not harming anyone, does it matter? You know, like, I think there's also this, um, it's a bit of like, you know, like belly button navel gazing, you know, sometimes with identity of, I mean, you know that I get frustrated, um, with girlfriends sometimes that are like, who am I? Am I this identity? Am I, and I'm like, be it or don't like, you know, like do it or don't like all this torture to me is like, that's almost like become a replacement for a personality, you know, and I think that if you have the freedoms of you're an adult, you're living in a city or you're living somewhere where like you really can be whatever you want. I'm like, just do it. Like how self-indulgent, like to, to be so tortured and all this stuff. I do feel more for the people who are maybe living um, in more rural areas or who are isolated or poverty is a factor or lack of um, resources or education and stuff like that. Like if I'm a woman who's had three kids before the age of like 20 and I'm living in Mississippi and I really want to figure out who I am, like where the fuck do I begin? You know, like those are the people I feel for. And I think it's really important um you know, I was like, uh, I think it was Amy Schumer who was saying like, all of my work is about women. All of it is a love letter to women. It's, you know, and I was thinking about that, like so much of my own work is like a love letter to people to being like, you can be who you want to be. And I'm not saying that it'll be easy. I'm not saying that it'll come without challenge or discomfort or you won't have, you know, but like, I think everyone has the capability to be who they want to be, but you have to do the hard work of figuring out who that is. And then if it doesn't align with your, your family of origin, it's undoing that conditioning. And I'm not saying it's easier. Everybody gets pointed in those right directions or gets the resources, but I do think on a fundamental level, it's available to us all. I do. I think, as you said, and obviously as we know, some people are on, you know, fundamentally unsafe because our society has created that world where you can't just go out in the street and be yourself, but there's places that you can be, you know? And I think starting there might be an answer. I don't have them because I don't, you know, I'm able to walk out and be myself relatively. Although, you know, there are small things. Like I obviously question things that I wear or whatever, because I simply don't want to deal with the, uh, the repercussions of that with men. But Uh, I also think that for the most part, it's available to all of us in some of us have more um, privilege than others, obviously, where we can go and be it loudly without feeling threatened. But I think it's hard for all of us, except if you're a white guy. Or like experiencing any fallout. Like if you're someone who is like oh, I'm definitely trans and you're living in some small town that like that could literally get you murdered. I -hmm. get it. I get not being out. I get not delving into that piece of your identity. Exactly. But can you do a little Google 
and find out what resources are available to you, you know, like for, for people who are in a similar situation, are yeah, there groups? Like, are there, is there rural like, thing? boards? Yeah. You know, exactly. like yeah. I was reading an interesting article about a rural doctor whose heart literally broke. Like she developed a heart problem because of how hard she worked. And in, she, um, was being shadowed by this other doctor. And like a big thing was that this other doctor you to take over her role because she, she can't do it anymore. And she gives really um, progressive um, care to her trans patients and um, very much works with them to get, you know, gender confirming uh, or confirming, conforming um, things, you know, through insurance and make sure that people get, you know, their hormones and things like that. And the doctor that was chatting was like, right on, like, I'm, I'm so glad to hear, you know, was like, and it was interesting the way this was sort of woven into the story of like, you know, I do think there is a lot of unspoken stuff that goes on of aligning your identity. So if you can't fully be out and out you, you know, are there ways you can align more fully with your identity, even if it's like opening up a savings account that is like for your new apartment in the city that you can fully be yourself, you know, like, Mm -hmm. is it like, I don't like that's the stuff with identity that I think people get a little bit wrong that sometimes it's like it's not the big announcement. It's not the Instagram post saying I'm now this person. I think it is all the stuff, you know, leading up to that that really connects you to it and makes you go, "Yes, I am this. I'm I'm without a doubt this." You know, it's really being in service of that piece of yourself, I think, you know, versus just thinking it's constantly going to be this, um, negative or battled, or I see a lot of people too, who just always think aspects of their identity are negative and it's like, or a problem or whatever. And it's just like, I don't know. I try to approach that stuff as like, I'm not going to ignore what comes with it or whatever, but I'm going to try the best I can to let everything be in the room. And it's like, um, I saw this great graphic that over the weekend that I posted on our, um, our, uh, Instagram though, that was about like essentially boundaries and like kind of who matters and who doesn't. And I think identity is, is similar, you know, like you don't, I think we've gotten something wrong with social media. I think you have to be your full self all the time, regardless of whether or not those people can like see it, you know, in order to be it. And you don't, you know, if, you know, like if you want to stay closeted because you have to, for your safety, it doesn't make you any less gay, you know, and you can affirm that to yourself without like putting yourself in jeopardy. And I think a lot of people are like, no, if I'm not it a hundred percent, then I'm not it. And I, that I don't, I think that's really damaging as well. It makes it harder to really claim who, who you are and connect to your personal sense of self. Agreed. There's, there's three goals that are in this article as well. I'm just going to talk about the first one because obviously we're going to wrap up, but also it's a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first task is discovering and developing one's personal potentials. Personal mm-hmm. potentials refer to those things that the person can do better than other things. How can the person discover what those potentials are? The answer is 
a process of trial and error. This requires exposure to a wide array of activities, some of which we become able to do relatively well. This is recognized by the feedback we receive from others and our own positive feelings about those activities. These activities simply feel right to us, and these feelings are useful clues. We are intrinsically motivated to do these activities. However, the development of skills and talent requires time, effort, and willingness to tolerate frustration when we encounter obstacles. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, process, obstacles, tolerance, patience, yeah. feedback, like <laughs> feel right. All of these things. That's one goal is all. I'm yeah. Lucky for because, me. That's like, let's start there. Yeah. And lucky for me, that's all shit I'm good at. And some of it is from growing up in a household that was like really perfectionism driven and critical that I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was like, I will go in, you know, but I do th- I'm glad that they really listed all that out because I do think that that is a big part of it. And a lot of where people lose faith and a lot of where people are like, I think it's where people just leave. I agree. And just bail, leave the chat. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you got it. It, it, it doesn't easy and natural doesn't have to, I like what they said about like, you know, you feel ease, you know, about it, but like, Exactly. Feels right, it though. Feels they didn't right. say ease. That's right. It. Feels, feels right, right is different than ease. Yes. 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 But they're talking about development and yep. effort and frustration and obstacles. And these are the things that we forget. And we assume that identity comes easily, I think, and that we things will just feel, like you said, easy or yeah. natural. And that's not always the case. Something feeling right doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. Right. Everything I've loved in my life and felt right about as far as my identity goes, I would, none of it came easy, right? But it, if you, something that I've been working with clients on just more um, kind of diligently and in a more intentionally is really setting goals and then chunking those goals out. So, okay, if you want to be somewhere in a year, right, you're, we can't really plan more than six months out, like, truthfully. So like, if you're then thinking about to get to that six months, what would I have to do in three months to get to those three months? What would I have to do in one month to get to that one month? What would I have to do every single week? And if it sounds monotonous a little bit, but how would you set yourself up every week with like, I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes. I'm going to work on something that I care about or that feels right to me, or I'm going to honor this part of me and look around for people who are like me too, or I am going to, and whatever it is, but, but otherwise the day will go by, the week will go by, the months will go by and it escapes you. Yeah. I used to, um, be very forward thinking and I've been working on that of more. Can, how can I show up for the present for myself in the present? Me too. Anna. me too. <laughs> but thinking about, you know, future me, because I think I used to always like set these goals and then be like, and I'm off, you know, and now you're right. Like the, t- the time does, you know, it, 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 it without, um, attention, care and focus, like it, it does just go. But I also think that like that process as well saves you from a lot of stuff that might be passing fancies because you're like, Oh yeah. Do I want to show up for this every day? Do I want to do this Mm -hmm. for the next six months? Like, no, then that's good information too. You know, like valid. It's helpful. 
I totally. And how I've You're made not decisions t- as well of like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. You know, like, and it's like, oh, I thought that was maybe part of my identity or I thought that, that there was overlap with this other thing. But like, nope, turns out that's not where I, I go. Before we, we wrap up, I do want to ask what the same question you asked me of when you walk out the door, what do you, what do you, what are you thinking the most in terms of your identity? And then what do you think others, what do you think is your personal identity? What do you think is your social identity when you go out the door? Um, I think about being a woman first and then I think about being a mom Mm. and then I think about being a white and how that affects the people around me yeah, <laughs> and how I want it to affect the people around me. And I think, I don't think I think about being straight necessarily. I'm, I don't know that I'm like straight, straight, but I, I think about, you know, just being aware of what I, what I am perceived as, which is in my opinion, I, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I'm like a thin white lady. I think that's how I'm seen in a lot of, rooms i also yeah. think i have resting bitch face i don't know how that translates here <laughs> yeah it's tr- I, so i think yeah i think that people might think i'm not you know super approachable all the time um so i like to be aware of that as well do you think that people could think like the the like you're a karen do you think because of the resting bitch face and being white that people could be like oh, I bet oh wow that that's, well, that, um, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm trying to understand. No, I'm not, I'm not no, projecting I don't it. think people think I'm, oh, okay. a, no, I don't think people think I'm a Karen. Got you. Okay. Um, just more like, mm-mm. I like thinking of you as like the ice queen because of the, yeah, the stone yeah. face. I think people, I think people think I'm an ice queen. Yeah. Cause you have better uh, hair than any all. Karen ever does, you know? So I, I'm, I don't wear like fucking Ken. Like I'm not, <laughs> obviously not a fucking Karen. Yeah. I wear combat boots. No, but I didn't jackets. know if that was like a fear is more. No, I do not fear being seen as a Karen. Yeah, me I mean, either. Once in a while, because I live in a place that's very, very, um, diverse and also a lot of the places are you know a lot of the kids and young people are non-binary and queer and I I, sometimes I feel like a Karen in those places where I'm like I swear I'm not that lady yeah but but I that's my own personal shit that I try not to bring into the space I don't I don't feel like some people think I'm a Karen no yeah again I know don't wear heads I know what you mean I feel more the fear of being more like the nerd being like, I swear I'm cool. You know, <laughs> like, I swear I'm cool. I try not, you know, I try not to be terrible. I swear, you know, uh, versus yeah. like fear that people think, you know, it's like, if you're afraid of that or people projecting no, that, but I'm definitely an issue. I, maybe like privilege. I think that I fear that people think I, you know, am asking for two. I try to be overly polite is as much as I am an ice queen. Cause I am in a lot of ways. And that's a protection thing. Um, mostly for men, not a hundred percent. I'd say for men, like I don't go out with a smile on my face <clears throat> typically, um, because I don't want to seem approachable to men. Yeah. And that's always been how I've been because I, I think that if you make eye contact or that any little thing in my experience has, has put me in uncomfortable positions. So I've tried to be really kind when I'm face to face with people, but not 
like out there in the world, like bop. I mean, that's not really my personality anyway. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't, I'm not a fucking Karen. No, you're not. But I was like, oh, is she afraid of that? No, but um, I'm like, a ri- I think I, I'm not rich. I'm not rich by any standards, but I'm maybe by some, but I, I, I think people, I, I'm, I sometimes am all very aware of like my, I'm always aware of my privilege and I don't want that to come off. Like I believe I am in, you know, some sort of place that, that expects. So I try to be incredibly aware of that. Yeah. I try to be very aware of no one is better than anyone else. You know, no, none of this stuff. And I guess that's something I try to impart on people. I think, uh, like coming from wealth, I'm like, let me tell you a little secret. Nobody's fucking better than anyone. They're all, we're all terrible in our own ways. True that. But easy to say when you come from a position of privilege. So, but I'm yeah. like, and then you get into those circles and you're like, wow, y'all are a mess. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow. That, like <laughs> you literally just think you're better because of zeros in your bank account. That is so dumb. <laughs> like, I'm going to send you this. I'm going to send you this account that is changed my life. I send you some of the videos. Did you get them? The Southern. Oh, yeah. Ones? I love. Yeah. I love him. Oh, my God. So you, so you already knew him. I figured you would. Yeah. But it's so funny. What's his name again? It's like, my, our, our lake house is not small. None of our lake houses are small. Yeah. But it's, you know, and though it's like, it's so interesting. Cause like my mom still participates like, you know, in Southern culture and goes back to Atlanta and has some friends. And sometimes like, she'll tell me about like, like what her friends, uh, you know, like so-and-so was worried about like this and like, you know, I shouldn't be saying this on here, but I'm going to anyway. Y'all don't tell my mom that I told y'all, but, um, she threw a party for someone recently who probably couldn't have afforded to throw the party themselves, to be honest. You know, she threw a birthday party for somebody and she did a, hosted it at her home. She catered it, this whole thing. And the woman said, I really would have preferred a dinner party to a, a cocktail party. I really would have preferred a sit down dinner. And my mom's like, I'm sorry, you, you thought I should cook and serve all these people, but you know, and I was just like, imagine that being your attitude of like how to always like kind of have more or, or be dissatisfied versus just like, how amazing my friend threw me a party like that. Oh yeah. That's the stuff I feel like, especially, you know, with wealth and stuff that people get so hung up. It's like, if you're, if you're always going to be on the quest for more then get, guess what? You're going to live a very unsatisfied life. Cause like, there's always more, there will always be someone. There'll never be enough. There'll never be enough, you know? So that would be also be something that I would be like, maybe when, you know, if you're dialing into your identity, maybe um, think of stuff that you won't always be on a quest. <laughs> it might make yeah, you feel and better. Um, and, you know, not to be totally corny, but appreciating what you have and who you are in the moment is very helpful because we don't need to be constantly chasing, you know, a different thing or identity or part of ourself you know it's one thing to grow and evolve and to want to learn and be more yourself but you have to also accept who you are right now and there are positive things about you and that's important to honor I think I 100% agree and I think to your point if you're always looking outside yourself and think something outside yourself always is a better 
or sexier identity, then there might be some self-acceptance. Like you might want to ask yourself why, because nothing is better than actually being yourself and the world needs that. So if you constantly think things that you're not are better, that should be a clue to like invest in yourself in a different way. Well, so nothing is as it seems. It's for that is the truth. So yeah, be careful. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. And it's not (laughs) going to be what you think. It's not, it's not going to be, it just started to happen. They just started coming. No, there's a hedge fund. Flood. it was a flood. It's okay, funny. When Nina and I were working on soul all the time and she'd be like, I don't get it. Like, how does this person blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Nina, money. What is the secret answer? It's always money. Like if people have these crazy things that don't make sense often, I would say nine times out of 10 money. Money did it. Yeah, you're right. Not hard work. And then, oh, well, I, that's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, we'll cover that just, some other day. But yeah, just notice when people have like hundreds of thousands of followers on instagram and have like you know supersonic hundred likes you know a hundred likes you're like "Hmm." Mm. yeah you buy some of those it seems too good to be true it probably is or was backed by a lot of money ciao everyone ciao ciao everyone happy happy finding yourself yes let's all go find ourselves bye that's all for today's episode If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus. 